Okay. Coming to you live on a Tuesday night. Welcome back to the second episode of All That Jazz. I am your host, Zach Hazeldine. I'm Ben Jones. Also host. Um, we are both hosts, not co-hosts, just hosts. I'd like to start off today by getting to a matter of important business, which is the current state of the Utah Jazz. We had a couple games last week that we're going to start off by talking about today. The 76ers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the which some would say are the pride of the East, as well as the infamous, the the great, the terrific, the make 103 pointers in a game Golden State Warriors. That's going to be what we're going to be reviewing today for mm-hmm. State of the Jazz. Bojan Bogdanovich. Oh, Holy cow. Who who could have saw this coming? I don't want to say that I saw it coming. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say that I thought he was going to be this good. Yeah. But holy cow. Yeah. I yeah. I just looking at this whole thing, man. Mm-hmm. I I am thinking I'm just going to throw something out there right now. I have a few thoughts around Bojan. And they're somewhat insultive to a certain player um, who wears green. Uh, and it's also very complimentive of a certain player who wears 44 for the Utah Jazz. I think that Bojan Bogdanovich, and it's not really that hot of a take. Someone else actually had it. It may have been Locke. Is the most Quinn Snyder player to have ever played. And here's the insult part. I think he's everything that Gordon aspires to be in life. <laughs> Gordon being Gordon Haywood, um, enemy of the show. Everything that Gordon wishes he was, Bojan Bogdanovic is. I like it. I like it a lot. We Croatian you... killer. Yeah. Um, six foot eight, muscular, drives to the rim, can kind of maneuver in the air. Uh, he can hit a three-point shot. Um, mm-hmm. For those of mm-hmm. you that missed the game, you're not really a jazz fan, starters. And second of all, <laughs> wow. Yeah. We might have a, a 50, yeah. what, what's the stat? 50, 50, 40, 50, 40, 90. 50, 40, 90. We might yeah. have a 50, 40, 90 here he's, playing in Utah. He's been close. Last year he, so last year he was 50, 40, 80. So he, he just shot 80% from the line. If he just is has like the same exact year as he did last year, just improves free throws, 50, 40, 90. Pretty incredible. I don't. I can't. I can't remember if we talked about this last week or not, or how much we got into it. But I think the versatility that Bojan brings to the floor, yeah, is something that. I mean, have we ever had that here? I mean, Gordon, like, kind of, but we did. We didn't play him in the pick and roll. Yeah. I don't even really remember what he did here. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what he didn't do. <laughs> the what he call Gale. <laughs> Call Gale, Gordon. You still have one hand to call. <laughs> Sorry about the wrist injury, but come on. You still have one more hand to call. Uh, I was just thinking, Boyan Bogdanovich making $17 million a year. Gordon Hayward making 34-something. 30 a lot. Double. I think it ranges up to 34. Yeah. So, and Gordon, you could say, is 80% of what... Bojan currently is. <laughs> well, 
It's interesting because I still remember July 4th when uh, Hayward left, and both of us were devastated. I got into a lot of trouble. It ruined the 4th of July, the family. Yeah, rough night. Family time. I was on Twitter all day. It, it same, was, same. It, just checking everything at, at all possible times. Mm-hmm. But And here we are, current state. We have, I mean, let's just walk it through. We have Mr. Inbound Play himself, Joe Ingles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> inbounding the ball. We have Mr. Rudy Gobert setting a high pick. Yeah. Sets the screen. Bojan mm-hmm. gets open, a little shake. Joe gives him a perfect pass. Ugh. Turnaround fader from the corner. Yeah. yeah I mean, we've Nothing all seen it, it, right? We've yeah. all seen it a hundred times. If you haven't seen that video clip of the, that the Jazz put together. Why, then what are you doing watching our this? Where it's all the fans' videos that yeah. everyone's videoing, yeah. and they put together this like kind of montage of a clip that mm-hmm. Bojan, nothing but net. Yeah. And you just yeah. see that thing. I mean, he's 56% from that corner. Just absolutely mm-hmm. unbelievable. The fans go crazy. I mean, I got a little bit emotional, if I'm being honest, watching, like, the the post-game interview where he's, you know, he stops the interview and he's like, listen, listen, as everybody chants bogey. I mean, does it Mm -hmm. get any better than that? I don't think it does. The only one I can remember is the Sandiata Gaines. There was that one, and there was that other time where Haywood hit one against Cleveland, against LeBron, and he sank it. Yeah. I'm trying to forget that. Strike it from the record. Sonny out of Gaines, also against the Cavs. Yes. Um, Uh Those are the only kind of – we're the Utah Jazz. We don't hit game winners. (laughs) We don't hit game winners. What is this? Yeah. Uh, Apparently it is, though. Apparently it happens. Things have changed down at 301. Uh, You know, Vivint Smart Mm -hmm. Home Arena, 301. South the Temple or whatever, and uh, we're, we're hitting game winners now. Yeah, we're loving it. Yeah. Well, my point was, was Hayward leaving the best thing to happen to us? It's kind of hard to say. I mean, we still have Donovan. We still have Rudy. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, it's kind of. Last year, I think there were the popular thing was to be saying, mm-hmm. man, if we only had a six foot eight small forward, yeah, that could shoot, play defense, yeah. versatile, do all these things. We got Boyan. We That's have Boyan, Boyan Bogdanovich. Yeah, and I, I think. You know, kind of stemming back to last week, we had a conversation about, you know, who's the number two on the team? Who's going to help carry the load night in, night mm-hmm. out? Is it Conley? Is it Bojan? Is it yeah. Rudy? Donovan's kind of the isolated number one. You said Bojan, and I was like, eh, you know, Mike. But I think Mike is more comfortable being a distributor. Like, we've kind of seen that. I think he likes being more passive. But you were – I think you're spot on, and I think this past week is kind of – it's kind of sold me. Like, yeah, Boyan's the number two scorer. I think he's a problem. And I think yeah. he'd be a problem anywhere he played. But the things I like most are there's a couple things. The first thing is, you know, obviously he can create his own shot. He's shown ability to finish at the rim. Mm-hmm. He's shown ability to dunk at the rim, which I didn't really yeah. expect. Some of, some of his dunks, it's like, wait, oh, did that man, go what, in? Was like, it the 76ers game? We had a fast break, or was it the Bucks game? He's on a fast I think it was break. The Bucks. Somebody yeah. tries to block him, and he just left hand flush. Yeah. Just, and I think he had one in the Warriors game, or no, maybe I was. Just, I, no, he had one in the Warriors game too, and it's just kind of like, wow. Like did I, not expect to see. I mean, he's yeah, not really a high yeah. flyer, but man, the dude can throw it down. He, mm-hmm. he, it, it's. It, so this is the point that I'm trying to make. The thing that I love most, and there's a couple sets where the Jazz are running this right now, is his ability to run the pick and roll. Yeah. Last night we saw him throw an alley oop pass to. Yeah. Rudy Gobert. Once again, how do you mm-hmm. defend a six foot eight guy running the pick and roll that can finish at the rim, who yeah. can hit a pull up shot, who can hit the three if you go under, 
that can also throw lobs to Rudy Gobert. Yeah. It, it becomes pretty unguardable, but they run this play where it's either Donovan or Conley has it kind of at the top mm-hmm. of the paint or top of the key, or I guess top of the, you know, three-point line extended. They're about to initiate the offense. Someone comes up and sets a screen, but on the left side of the court, and it's always to the drib- the ball dribbler's left side of the court, mm-hmm. Rudy goes and sets a screen. They throw the ball to Bogey as he's curling around the screen, yeah. and then Rudy cuts with him and mm-hmm. rolls it. It's like a double pick and roll. Yeah. I don't know what to call it other than the double pick and yeah. roll, but Bojan gets the ball, and it usually results in him getting a layup at the rim. Or a lob. Or a lob, yeah, you know. But once again, I mean, he's cutting so hard and so quick mm-hmm. down the paint, and Donovan mm-hmm. or Conley throws this like cool little side flick pass around to yeah. him. He catches it. It's a straight shot to the rim. Rudy's also there rolling back to the rim. Yeah, it, incredible play. And I look at that mm-hmm. and I'm like, we can afford to have a guy not play well. Yeah, <laughs> I know. It's incredible. Conley can kind of like maybe not show up for the yeah. second half like he uh-huh. did last night, even though he was he was decent. Well, your point even about though the, he didn't score. Yeah. Your point about the pick and roll was, uh, I think it's more threatening when you have guys that are threats to score like Conley and Boyan. And this isn't a shot at Ricky, but. Ricky wasn't. He's not a. He's not score. a floor spacer. I mean, yeah. Clint always talks about the the theory of gravity mm-hmm. that you know Donovan creates. The Joe, guy gets in the paint. Boyan. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Shooters. Yeah. Gravity. You have a guy yeah. that goes Rudy to the floor. It's pulling people to him. You got that guy that's underneath the basket. It's mm-hmm. pulling people to him. You got to play with gravity. Yeah. And now we've got floor spacers on the floor. You know where yeah. you've got three legitimate three threats, four really. Mm-hmm. If you're, you know, Royce or Joe, yeah, definitely Royce, even Jeff Green a little bit. I mean, you've got guys out there that you have to get out and guard, mm-hmm. and you play with gravity. And what do you know? Everybody has a little bit more space. Yeah. Well, about Ricky was like, I like listen. He's in his element when he is distributing the ball, when he's moving the ball. Like I've watched some Suns game this past year. And he's the same Ricky Rubio. It's just that they're not asking him to score. They're asking him, hey, move the ball, make sure everyone gets it kind of thing. And that's where he's most comfortable. And I think with the Jazz, we asked him to score, and that's not really who he is. We found scorers that yeah. score. Yeah, yeah. We kind of said it a little bit last week. We found guys who were asking him to play mm-hmm. mostly to their strengths. Um, I think – there's still probably some debate is what we're asking some guys like Royce and Joe yeah. and well, I think, to do. But yeah. for the most part, we're asking Bogey to be Bogey. We're asking Donovan yeah. to be Donovan. We're asking Conley to be Conley. Yeah. Well, did you you saw the stat where Bogey is career highs in like every split or whatever, or every stat, like points, mm-hmm. three-point percentage, free throws, field goal. I'm digging something it. Something like that. Like, that's awesome. I'll take I, it. I, I, am lo- I am loving some bogey right yeah. now, and mm-hmm. I think he's lit the league on fire. He didn't have the best night last night, yeah. but kind of to the point. But it didn't matter. It yeah, didn't matter. Against the Warriors, whatever. Yeah. You know? Warriors stink karma for this year. <laughs> Can we just get a couple things out of the air? Yeah, yeah. The next time we play the Warriors, mm-hmm. and I said this last night, we were at a, a, a bit of a, a party, a family event. We have yeah. a, a family member that's getting married. Not me. Not my, Ben. My um, brother brother we had a bachelor's party last night at dave mm-hmm. and buster's it was quite the show yeah and i made this comment on the way down driving down to dave and buster's um i hope we beat the warriors by 45 <laughs> every time we play them <laughs> i hope we hit 300 three-pointers against them this year 
I hope that Steve Kerr has to stand on the podium post game and answer questions like, <laughs> "What was wrong with the rotation tonight?" Um, we suck. <laughs> how does it feel like to not have five superstars playing on it? What does it feel like to play with the team with the same amount of talent as the rest of the league? And what do you I, know? Maybe not even like, the rest of the league. Like, literally, how does it feel to have a G well, League talent? So, with, congratulations, you front loaded your team. You paid Clay, <laughs> Steph, and Draymond yeah, hundreds of millions of dollars, and as a result, the rest of your team sucks. Like, yeah, well, I, sorry. I don't think they're gonna regret it once Clay comes back. And yeah, stuff. that stay. That's just not. So good let's just that. let's just take the victory lap now. Warriors, we'll take it now. We'll take yeah. it this year. Hopefully, Steph's done mm-hmm. for the season. You know, whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, see you back yeah. next year. I think he said he might come back like spring, but it might that might. It's pathetic. The I, yeah. I, the Warriors are on my list of we're public still, enemy number we're, one. We're still bitter. If you yeah. if you can't tell, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm bitter. I just think. The basketball mm-hmm. universe owes him one. Yeah, uh, there's this thing time. floating around about the curse of leaving Oakland, you know. <laughs> and so far, Chase Center appears to be a haunted cemetery for these guys, <laughs> where they're just sending starters to the graveyard uh-huh. night in and night out. Yeah, and they're starting DJ Pool. Who? Yes, they're starting Eric. Pa- Those two guys were like, well, Eric, we know because of he's his good, relation but, to Mr. Donald. Yeah, we love but, Eric Pascal, but. Wouldn't mind he was him picked like forty second overall, like that. He's playing. He's playing well. But he had that finish last night. I don't know if you saw it. We were at Dave and Buster's. We were playing some games. Yeah, I was. I was, I was the watching the game. Seahawks game. I'm a Seahawks fan, and I was having a heart attack watching the other TV screen. But that's the beauty of the sports bar. You get the oh, jazz yeah. on one screen, yeah. and the screen above it's the football game. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. But Pascal had this finish at the rim last night where he was gonna dunk it, and Mr. Rudy. Was at the rim. Rudy Gobert effect, as Matt Harpering would say. He, like, double clutch it. I mean, he's, like, going to go for a two-handed slam. He changes his mind, brings it back down, goes back up, and before his feet hit the ground, like, just does this weird push, and it went in. Yeah. It was It was honestly an athletic feat that I did not yeah. expect from him. Mm-hmm. Heck of a talent. Um, anyways, back to the Jazz. Um, yeah. Got a solid, solid little win streak going right yeah. now. Well, we beat the top of the East. I mean, I mm-hmm. I don't know how much I think the 76ers are elite. That's they're weird. Seat, I guess they're a they, really weird team, but I'm not scared of them. I know, yeah, like, I know what you mean. When Ben Simmons plays, well, I blah think, blah blah. But the thing I think I'm not afraid of them is because like when they need a shot to create like on the perimeter, it's Tobias Harris, and it, I think Tobias Harris is good. Um, he hasn't been shooting the ball well, but he can he can create. Absolutely, he needs Tobias. Yeah, but I'm not afraid. Like I'm not afraid of Tobias Harris. Do you know what I mean? No, I, I do know what you mean. And the other part with that is Embiid. You know, kind of going back to that game. Locke yeah, he, he didn't have a, a great bit. game. He didn't. But Locke had to mention on this too. Yeah. Outstanding playing defense. Ru- I mean, they, Rudy they combined like it was Tobias, Joel. And who's the other guy? Horford, Horford, or Josh they, they went like those three went like. Four of fifteen against when Rudy was guarding yeah. him last night, but he, or against the 76ers, Whereas our starters against Embiid were like nine of twelve. It was it was outstanding. Mm-hmm. I don't. This might be the best so far, the best Rudy season. I think. Well, just because it's not. I think because we were playing jumbo size, we uh, Derek Favors' perimeter defense isn't what you know Bogies or Royce O'Neal's is when guarding the four. So I think like guys are staying in front of guys in the perimeter, and Rudy Gobert is 
I think having a greater effect with maybe smaller players on the floor. I, I think so, I and mean, I think it's only a matter of time before the offense starts clicking and we see a lot more 20-point yeah. from Rudy. Last night he was 11 for 12. Um, <laughs> just a crazy game. Probably had nine dunks. <laughs> My thought during that game was like, eesh, Willie Colley Stein, eesh, he stinks. Did not look good. Yeah. He was throwing some shots at guys, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. But, I, I mean, kind of like the thread I would say over the last couple games is We've beaten two top East teams. That yeah. one against the Bucks was no joke. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there's a lot of people out there. The hot take is, well, they shouldn't have given up that 12-point lead. I got news for you, NBA fans. The NBA is a game of runs. Yes. You go on 12-point. Yes. How many times have we seen the Jazz in the third and fourth quarter? I mean, two years ago, that was kind of like what we did. Yeah. The game would kind of get away from us. Donovan would get hot, would make this enormous roaring comeback, and steamroll teams in the second half. Mm-hmm. The fact that the Jazz held off the Bucks on Friday night after that comeback. I mean, Giannis, oh. it was only a matter of time before Giannis yeah. decided to Giannis. Mm-hmm. It was only Middle, a matter Middleton of time had before a good Middleton game started getting hot. And we held it off. And I think that holds its weight. I think that's something that you take and put in mm-hmm. your back pocket come playoff time where you got to dig deep. Yeah. We dug deep. Yeah. We hold off a team that I would probably favor it. To come out of the east the bucks yeah i i don't i haven't yeah. looked too much into the east but looking at we'll the, see the sixers are just so weird like they, they're weird they have a lot of defensive talent i have talent. a hard time um, thinking that the bucks aren't going to come out of the east yeah that was a hot take last year too and they got surprised you know but, who might come out of the east uh our friend our brother andrew jones thinks the raptors could come out of the east again and i don't think that's crazy it's really not they're a balanced team they're yeah, doing they're, they're doing well. quite a bit they're they're fascinating yeah yeah kind of a unicorn so far yeah anyway like my point on that was that's kind of similar to the jazz situation when uh you know Kawhi left and hayward left but you know different players but same they're in the same kind of circumstance that we were when uh hayward interesting thought yeah so they could still compete but about the uh bucks point was my my thought during that game was like yeah Giannis is gonna get started but my thought was like, hey, we actually did okay on Giannis, I thought. Yeah, we did. I mean, yeah. you're, you're never going to stop a guy like that. I mean, this, the mm-hmm. teams have the same problem planning for Mr. Donovan. Yeah. How are you going to stop him from scoring 20? He scored 20 last night, and he, like, scored two points in the second half. Yeah, it well, was – I mean, he just – guys are going to the, – the, the game is literally made so that offenses will score. Mm-hmm. And you get guys like Giannis that – I mean, the rules literally favorite him scoring, and mm-hmm. well, it made he did, me, and so yeah. that you're not going to stop that. You just kind of have to hang on for dear life. Yeah, and it, they did. It made me think, like, you remember our concerns were, hey, we don't have that physical, you know, wing forward defender guy. And my thought after that game was like, hey, is Royce O'Neal that guy? And I think he is. I th- well, I undoubtedly he is. Yeah. I mean, not to mention something we forgot to mention in the '76ers game. Oh yeah, what? How about that time where uh, he didn't flop, and Ben Simmons ended <laughs> up sprinting an AC joint in his shoulder? Yeah. Hey, I, I don't Royce know what O'Neal. that means. Royce O'Neal, man is still. Man is still. Call out of the show, Royce O'Neal, man is still. You are on my Joel Embiid fight list. Bingo. Bingo. And ben kind of proved it right. <laughs> I I think that's a new Rick, a new nickname. We got the Croatian killer. Croatian killer. Royce O'Neal, man is still. 
Wow. I'm not gonna call him Superman, but Royce and it rhymes. It does. Croatian rhyme. killer. It's catchy. I made that up on the spot. So if this catches on, hey, you heard it here first. All that jazz podcast. Give us a follow. Yeah. Give us a shout out. Yeah. Zach Hazeldine, Ben Jones, mm-hmm. Royce O'Neill, Man of Steel. I have a question for you. Let's go. Dante Exum. Where does he fit in? Ooh. <laughs> Exum Island. That's where he fits. Oh, wait, are, wait uh, before we. I kind of talk, sometimes sorry. wish that that was an actual place that we could just send him to. <laughs> wait, are you an Exum Islander? I have to ask. I I, I gotta say at this point, I I don't know what to think. I think the Jazz did. This is my thought on Exum. I'll compose myself, get a breath. I think the Jazz did a really weird thing this offseason, and by weird I mean good, in that they completely covered their assets as far as Dante Exum goes. Yeah. They have perfect coverage for him. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't play, we're really not out that much because yeah. Royce does things that Dante can do. Moutier, I probably trust him as a backup point guard. We, we trust him enough. is a backup point guard, but I'd rather have Moutier in there sometimes than and, I would And also, Exum. backup point Jeff guard. Jeff Green kind of has some coverage a yeah. little bit with what you're asking Exum to do. Yeah. But also, I think the Jazz have found this weird scenario with Exum where they have total coverage if he's not going to play. Mm-hmm. But if he is going to play, it's like the cherry on top. Like, it's not mm-hmm. – he's going to do get in there and do things that help your team win. Yeah. And – I don't know how that works. It's like he's a positive when he's there, but it's not a negative if he's not. Yeah. Well, I don't know a comparison or like another another place where that can happen. We also have like three creators that can play point guard. So we have Donovan, Mike, Joe. And yeah, then and you're not you're not exactly relying. It's more coverage. I mean, yeah. There's so much uh-huh. utility between guys where they can do multiple things. Yeah. I mean, it's. I think that's like when we talk about hey. Quinn, you were mentioned it earlier, the Quinn Snyder guy. It's like, I think something Quinn likes in a player is kind of a creation ability, just versatility, versatility, yeah, um, offensive versatility. I just, think there's going to be certain games and certain scenarios where Dante Exum is going to do things that other guys cannot. Yes, I like that a lot. And so, and that's, I guess, that's probably a, the hold that you can poke in what I just mm-hmm. said. I do think there there are certain situations. Yes. Yeah. I mean, everyone likes to point out that series against the Rockets two years he would, ago. Listen, he was awesome. Where not the not the year that we decided to guard guard James Harden's butt, but the year before that where we were the one, playing yeah, the one in he front actually played because um, he was injured the last one. Yeah, so yeah. not Ricky Rubio butt guarding defense, but mm-hmm. Dante Exum healthy yeah. two years ago defense. I think that's kind of what you're looking for. Yeah. I also kind of look at this and I'm like, Royce. Royce can do, probably Royce? Guard, takes a lot of assignments defensively, yeah. especially because he's getting reps. So I was that saying, might boil down to something I've thought about is let's just say Royce is our starting power forward. He can also guard the opposing team's point guard, and I've seen that on like a couple mm-hmm. NBA teams. Like, hey, like we are truly entering positionless basketball. Where Damian Lillard gets hot, who are we going to send? Royce, Royce O'Neal, or da- or Donovan, Man of Steel. Yeah, Donovan's kind of getting some unique. Donovan's defense Donovan's defense has been really good this year. I've really liked what I've seen. We saw that in the Oklahoma City game. Yeah, he was guarding Chris Paul down the stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awesome. But about I have a question. I have a thought about Exum, and I'm just wondering, like, has he gotten better? 
And that, what I mean by that is, like, has he shown, like, visible improvement in area? So, like, ball handling. If he can just tighten that up, if he can show me that, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? That's kind of part of the XM Island debate going on. I mean, there's a yeah. following. There's people, a cruise ship stop that still gets off and parties on XM Island. <laughs> Uh, we're, I'm on we like, haven't seen it. Yeah. Like, I'm on like he a He has all per- these weird, like, you know, he has an off season and then gets hurt in the first mm-hmm. week. We, we literally have not seen what Dante Exum has been yeah. good at. Yeah. I think we've seen a little bit when he's been healthy, like even towards the end of last year, mm-hmm. he's made kind of better decisions. He used to kind of have Alec Burke syndrome where he'd throw up a layup and go into the fifth row of the stands and then not be able to get back on D. Yeah. I think we kind of saw a little bit less of that. We saw a little bit mm-hmm. better pass ability, but like as far as like raw skill goes, yeah, it's kind of been hard to tell so far on yeah. this guy, and that's what makes it so difficult. Is if it's hard yeah. for us to tell, we watch every Jazz game. What is it? I mean, what do other GMs see? Like, is he a trade asset? Is mm-hmm. he? Does Quinn kind of? I mean, then the question kind of pulls up. It's the anti Exum Island argument. Why did we give this guy eleven million dollars? Yeah, well. The thing about Exum is, like, top five draft pick. I think that's what everyone brings back. But it would just be easier if he just sucked. He doesn't suck. That's, like, the hard part with him. It's, like, yeah. he shows flashes of stuff, you know. Yeah, you definitely do. And, and elite stuff. Yeah. That. Like, but elite the, defensive ability. That first elite, step. Elite too. first step. Um, it's an interesting thing. I, I think we just have to wait and see. I think if yeah. the Jazz are going to make a move – which there's a lot of like popular yeah. trade talk right now is like Covington throwing a pick, throwing Dante Exum, get back something. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you get because I don't know his value. Yeah, his his value is there value. I don't know if there is. I think know? at this point you just gotta ride it out and hope for the best. Yeah. I'm not like an Exum Islander, but I'm not a I'm not anti. I'm like a life preserver in the ocean in between Exum Island and anti Exum. Peninsula. I, like, I don't, the best I'm just case right scenario with it. Dante Exum is that he turns out to be a game changer for us. He becomes yeah. the second unique wing defender that we have mm-hmm. behind Royce. He becomes elite at getting to the rim. He develops somewhat of a consistent three-point shot. Maybe he's hucking 35% on the year. Yeah. And that's good enough. Like I think this, who wouldn't want a guy that can do that? Well, we certainly could use the depth right now, especially like if you look at some some of these nights where Jeff Green gets into foul trouble, Royce gets into foul trouble. Yeah, like we're thin. It's not going to help to have we have what, that eight kind guys? of a talent on the bench. We have like eight guys we can play. Right. I I think he could do stuff. I think you get him in the right mm-hmm. lineup. I would never want to see him and Moody together. <laughs> oh no 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 no. But I think if you get the right lineup, yeah, I think I think Exum can help this team. And yeah. That's kind of what you need in the playoffs. Well, Exum, it's always kind of been like, hey, he's talented. He just needs the basketball part. Like his he's his body's moving at like five G, and his head is moving at like three G. If that makes like you know what I mean, like mm, yeah, where he's just kind of, he just gets ahead of himself. You know what I'm I mean? I'm gonna go run at the rim, jump, and then yeah, I don't know what's gonna happen, but I pass can do this. You know, like he can get past the guy without even questioning, but. He might get stripped. He might – the ball might go over the backboard. Like, you just don't know with him. Yeah, kind of we'll interesting. See. Exum, I, th- I think he's planning – I mean, it's been rumored that he's going to be playing any minute. We might even see him tonight. Yeah, I think Tony Jones, um, pro Tony podcast, uh, 
reported he could play the Bucks game. So he's yeah, which was last Friday. Yeah. So he's kind of overdue. Maybe I don't think he's playing tonight. Um, I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything. Yeah. I'd kind of be surprised if he was, but um, I I don't know. Kind of want to get into another subject though. Yeah. With Dexel, go ahead. And tonight. Yeah, tonight we're playing the Brooklyn Nets. The Nets. Ugh. Been on a road trip. The Nets. I'm a little bit nervous. And the reason why is we've been playing at a pretty high level. We've had a lot of emotional games. Have we been playing at a pretty high level? I'll bring that up later. Well, so we're playing at a high level for right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the offense think, is anywhere close to. I think we're we eighty-five percent on offense. We have more of a level to go to, though. Oh yeah, hundred percent agree you know? with that. But the point I'm trying to make is defensively, we're playing. We've played at a high in a level. bunch of really emotional games the last couple while. Yeah, uh, or the last couple weeks, I guess. But uh, the 76ers game was emotional. We win, and I know it's spread out. You don't play the Bucks until Friday. The Bucks was a pretty emotional game. Oh yeah, man! Probably off the charts emotional. Mm-hmm. Go on a road, short road flight to, you know, over to to Golden State. We get yeah. the win. You got to figure that these guys are getting in last night, probably around four or five in the morning, uh-huh. yeah. or at least settled in at four or five I in the morning. I wouldn't be shocked if we lost, but I'm a little bit nervous. Tonight, yeah, yeah, I don't know what the Nets have got going on. Kyrie's the, a problem, but for, for you gotta us, expect... wait, Ky- Kyrie is a problem for the Jazz and for the Nets. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of like he's yeah, a problem. But I, I don't know much about this Nets team. I haven't had time to really dig into the yeah, into who what they do. I mean, I've they watched, got Dinwiddie, they got Joe Harris. I watched got, one game. What'd you um, think? It was against the Rockets. It was one of the games they won. Uh, my thought on it was like, hey, like. This is kind of the Nets from last year, but swapping D'Angelo with Kyrie, which is the dumbest uh, thing you could say. But it's I think it's just like, hey, Kyrie is super dynamic. That D'Angelo probably wasn't, but they're still, what did they, they won like forty two games last year, forty games. They did they didn't win too many games, so I think they're pretty similar. I think they're gonna win. They're gonna be in that same range as they were last year, so they can beat us, but um, we're the better team is is what I would say. And I would agree with that. I think tonight is, you know, I don't want to still root sports coverage where they do their three keys to the game or hottest segment Listen. in sports or <laughs> hottest segment. In or what, what do they do? The the Les Olsen uh, hottest thing in TV. Like they do it in the first quarter and they show tweets the from the night before. Yeah, I'm hottest an- segment in TV. That's what I, it is. I am anti that segment. But. I don't want to turn this show into that, but I do want to talk <laughs> about some keys to tonight's game. And my first yeah. key, my first bullet point, is effort. I think tonight yeah. is it to Ben's point to what you just said. We are the better team. Yeah. I think it's undoubted. You know, no one on earth is going to pick the Nets over the mm-hmm. Jazz. We're at home. Um, albeit a Tuesday night, which is kind of a weird night in Salt Lake. We don't really play a lot of Tuesday night games. Mm-hmm. I think the Jazz win if, number one, they can show up with some energy. I'm going to check the line while you're talking. Go for it. Um, little live action show. This is dangerous because this means Ben's head's down, I'm heads up. My head is staying up. Well, why he's looking. Uh I think the I think the Jazz first and foremost they gotta find a way to get some energy. They they have mm-hmm. all these new nap pods and things they do over at the the training facility and all that stuff. So it's got to be pretty difficult playing on short rest. Mm-hmm. It's got to be pretty difficult doing that. But that's exactly why we've constructed the team to be where we want. Yeah, Donovan hopefully can get right tonight. Jazz are favored by six and a half. You think they cover? 
Um, I I don't think we do. But I, I still think, so. What are you predicting? I, th- I think it's going to be a close game. I really do. I think you know the second out of back to back. Um, actually, you know what? Yeah, I I just think I actually do think we cover barely. But I think it's going to be like by free throws. You know, they'll foul and we'll end up winning by like seven or eight. What do you project the score to be? Okay, my prediction it's going to be one oh eight to one hundred. See, and I think this is the ugly pig game that we put lipstick on as Jazz fans. I think we – I'm on the fence. I think we end up winning the game, but I think it's going to be a low score. I think it's going to be like 93 to 86 Ooh. for the Jazz, yeah. something like that. I think it comes down to free mm-hmm. throws towards the end where they foul us in the two minutes or whatever. But I think, you know, some things I would like to see – on a low energy night, first and foremost is energy and effort. Quinn usually has his guys up, yeah, well, but sometimes th- you just don't have it. This is game. a game we need to play like Niang. We just need to add, we just need to add some fresh legs to the rotation. Uh, I agree. I think the bench is gonna have to step up and kind of carry us. Yeah. The other thing I would really like to see tonight is kind of what we started the show with. I want to see Bogey pick on them. I don't know who they really have to guard him. Mm-hmm. Joe Harris would line up. White guy versus white see, guy. There you go. I kind of want to see the bogey go bear pick and roll action thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of want to see that rolling. I I'm a little bit concerned about Mr. Ingles. Yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't say this is the red hot start to the season he was looking for. Love Joe. Listen, fan favorite. Yeah, show favorite. I I think the concern with Joe, it's like. I think he's still adjusting to not having the ball in his hand so much. So, like, last year he was – that's how bad – that's how you know how bad our team was last year. And we still, you know, made the most out of it. Joe was our number two scoring option. Now, we, now <laughs> like, as much as we love Joe, like, number two scoring option, like, come on. You know, that's that's too – I think that's it, asking too much. It's a guy much. that's not playing in his role. yeah. He, well, that's asking too much, and I think he's kind of like not doing enough. He's not like uh, comfortable enough to be aggressive, like picking his spots in this six man role. And I think he'll get there eventually, but it's it's really just for me. I think coming down to him picking his spots and knowing when to you know shoot, pass, score, kind of thing. I, I agreed. I and, and you know kind of going right along with that. For tonight, I'd like to see him get a little bit hot. But Donovan, I really hope that tonight doesn't turn into ten of twenty-nine. It was he kind of had that game against the Bucks. A little bit, little bit, where he kind of went. And, and mm-hmm. I, I still don't care. Like the 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 one stat, and this is the one thing I'll say about stats. There's really one stat that matters, and it's if you tallied something in the win column or the loss column. Yeah. No. And I know a lot of analytics guys are out there like, well, tell us why though. But but what about the reasons behind that? Yeah, that's true. That's a fair I, point. I could care less what Donovan does if he goes 10 of 29 or if he goes 15 for 16. Mm-hmm. If the Jazz win, that's, this, <laughs> that's yeah. the ultimate stat. Yeah. And yeah. tonight, I, the, the, my worry is is that tonight is one of those games where I feel like nothing goes in. Well, you're tired. You're playing on yeah. low energy, playing yeah. on low rest. I kind of think you can lean on Donovan a little bit more in these games um, because he's young. Yeah. <laughs> I'd kind of expect him to be able to carry the burden a little bit versus a guy like Mike Conley that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe maybe he's maybe there's some like vet thing that he can 
go have this you know mammoth game because he's yeah. a bit. These I don't, past I don't few, know. I think the reason we have been winning these games, Mike has played well. Mike's looked good in all since. Was was he good in the Sixers? Game? I think he had a good Sixers game. If I, I kind of feel like it was the whole rebound thing. Yeah, you know, find me a hundred bucks if I don't rebound. Ever Love since that, that happened, he's he's kind of yeah. changed. You know, and the other thing is, I think he's getting to into a little bit more of a rhythm. I mm-hmm. think a basketball is much of a rhythm game. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. And I feel like it kind of extends to everything in life, mm-hmm. I mean, to your commute to work. Locke talked about that today on his podcast, where he talked about how, you know, you get into I drive forty minutes to the arena. Now his commute's nine. Yeah, I'm speculating where he's living. My guess is I think he'd like Pro <laughs> the Avenues. I'm trying to think of what's a nine-minute commute around Probably the Probably the avenues, something like that. Uh, you know, maybe you could get into Mill Creek-ish area, but that's yeah, more like that's 15, like 15 20. 20, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. Something with Conley is he's kind of like are – you, wait, are you an Al Horford guy before I say, make this point? Do, no. no. Last okay. year, I, my mind was literally blown that Al Horford was – Making twenty nine million dollars a year, okay, what, and he's somehow <laughs> making the same. Like, well, what I'm he gonna blows my mind, and he's a great center, he's a great big, but wow, that's a lot of money. Well, my point is, I think Mike Conley is like the Al Horford version of point guards, where he kind of just does everything, but he, it, you don't, know, you probably won't see it like on the stat page. Like Conley's probably averaging like sixteen and seven, you know, something like that, where you're like, okay, that's fine. But I think his he brings an effect that's like you can't really see in just you know the box score, where he he really loves moving the ball. I kind of want to see him like go to the rim more. And people mm-hmm. have, people have made this point about Horford before, like hey, we want to see Horford score more. Where Horford it doesn't necessarily show up on the box score like the effect he brings. And I think that's the same thing with Conley is like he brings something to the table that it's it's not really you can't really see it in the stats where he. His defense, his ball movement, and he doesn't turn the ball over too, which is something. I, he struggled a little in the first few games, but he's really cleaned that up these past few games is what I've noticed. But I think it's just a comfort thing. And it's, well, also, you know, we're seeing that. He's yeah. coming alive. But he's the perfect guard to put next to Donovan. 100%. Yeah. Could not agree more. And I think he found a glove fit for a guy that needs, you know, lead, not that Donovan needs leadership, mm-hmm. but the dude's a book, or not a book, but he's willing to absorb yeah. information as if he's reading a book. And Mike, there's no better teacher than Mike Conley. Yeah. Um, we, I think kind of wrapping the show up, we're on the 40-minute mark, which All right. means we've probably lost two-thirds of our audience. <laughs> Again, we apologize. <laughs> um, as you can see, the set, uh, we've got some – fine bobbleheads we've got some posters behind us if you would like to be a patron of the show get a shout out a guest appearance we will take your used your old your weary let us ejected know. jazz gear and we will put it on the show we yes. will list you as a patron we also accept money donations for such things or not money donations if you just want to give us a handshake that works we'll take it we'll take it I have a couple closing thoughts. We'll get this wrapped up. So I have some stats for you. And this was... We will now read the stats. We'll have a reading of the stats. And this was the point of... Didn't you say earlier in the show... It's kind of like in the office where they have the funeral for Dwight's aunt. And they're like, has anyone read how much land she has? She had 13 (laughs) acres. (laughs) 
Well, this is that segment of that this show. Yeah. Well, the thing I noticed is you said you said like, hey, the Jazz are playing at a high level, and I, I think we are compared to last year. Like we're winning games we wouldn't have last year. I think we've gotten used to you know last year's team, but some of the stats are saying, hey, the Jazz are twenty fourth in offensive rating out of thirty teams. We are twenty fourth, and usually we've been around average, like fifteenth, fourteenth, you know, thirteenth. That's kind of where we've been. But I think we're going to be top ten with this I, kind of I talent. find that stat shocking. To yeah. be honest with you, hearing that, you look at the games, you look at their record, you look at their wins. Mm-hmm. You got a win over. Let's see, you got one over. I'm trying to think of playoff teams. I can't do the math in my head, but what are we sitting at? Seven and three. Seven and three. Yeah. We our three losses have been the Clippers. First ten games were seven and three. The I Lakers would say that's and the Kings. Maybe a little bit above. Where we should be for preseason? I mean, that Kings loss that stunk sucked. We're a rebound away from eight yeah. and two, but and also then we're all happy day. But also, we got lucky in the Suns game. Lucky. We did, but that's actually proven to be a win. Like kind yeah. of a you know, put it in your pocket win. You think? I, I think the offensive efficiency is only going to go up. I but, don't see us getting yeah. lower than twenty fourth. That's my point. Is we're one of like we're one of the worst teams right now. According Bottom to half. according yeah. to offensive rating, and this is not a team that is one of the worst teams in offensive rating through ten no. games. Like, and I think the other thing that I'll say about the offense is when we see Mike Conley start clicking. Wow. Yeah, it's going to be. Great. I mean, suddenly you look at the scoreboard and you're like, we we just went on a twenty to two run over mm-hmm. a four minute span. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be unstoppable. Wow. And I think that's kind of the key. I think the, I think Conley unlocks it. Mm-hmm. He unlocks it for Bogey. He unlocks it for Donovan. He unlocks it for Rudy. And I think with that comfort thing kind of yeah. leading to that last segment, the more comfortable he gets, yeah. the higher the offensive rating is going to go. Definitely. Jazz are 28th in assist-to-turnover ratio. I And I think that kind of goes right along with that. We're overpassing, which we ever watch like the Olympic teams – one of the reasons why sometimes they suck is they overpass. Mm-hmm. Everyone's so worried about who's shooting what that they'd rather. I mean, Joe Ingles kind of has been guilty of that. I think. Yeah, yeah, a little it's bit. It's like, hey, I have an open three, and instead of shooting it, I'll pass it to Royce, who has an equally open three. Yeah, Joe, shoot the ball. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I think it's and then there's a turnover involved with that. But Conley's kind of been guilty of that too, where there's just been a couple miscues on. Mm-hmm. You know, throw the ball over someone's head. Yeah. Or, it's you know, also that Kings game was really ugly. Did you did you see that quote of Moody and Conley were like, "Hey, you need a PhD to run this offense." That's I did what, not see it. What was it? That's that was the quote. Is they were joking around during practice one day, and they're like, "It's like you need a PhD to run this offense. Like it's just really hard to get used to." And that's I think where the turnovers are coming from. Where you just don't know where the guys are going to be. You don't know necessarily what you're doing every time, or you're still just getting used to it. And but one of the worst teams in that, I think it's like that's another stat where hey, we just have another level to go to. Take care of the ball, guys. Yeah. Take care of the ball, which is always one of Matt Hardbring's keys to the game. Always take care of the ball. No turnovers. Okay. Jazz are 27th. And these are negative stats that I'm reading off, just to emphasize how much better we're gonna get. 27th in offensive rebound percentage. Not really a surprising stat through those first few games. We've gotten better. Well, but, uh, I haven't had Davis out hurts on that. Yeah, yeah. and But Tony Bradley's been good. 
Well, and the ball. I don't want to go on too much of a tangent as we're at, we are over the 45-minute mark. <laughs> Sorry. Well, how about that second jump? <laughs> <laughs> all the, all the. Uh, no, we're not even going to acknowledge that. If, if you get it, you later. get it. We'll if go you on don't, to the second jump yeah. later. For a story for another time. If you get it, you get it. If you don't. That sucks. I'm sorry. You're out of the loop. I think Quinn doesn't really prioritize offensive rebounding. Since we've maybe. been here, maybe it's the personnel. Maybe, maybe that maybe that changes. I I think he is stressing get your butts back on defense. Yeah. If we miss the shot, we it, miss the shot. It's an effort stat. Um, it, it totally is. But I think he is making an emphasis on pushing. pushing get back on defense. Yeah. 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 Are, are you, uh, well, I'm sorry. So offensive rebound efficiency, is that giving up offensive rebounds or our offensive rebound? I think it's giving up offensive rebounds. Oh, well, actually, I would like to retract all my statements on all accounts <laughs> and strike them from the record. Um, sorry I misunderstood you on that. Oh, no worries. No worries. To restate it, I agree. Okay. I think that it is 100% an effort thing. I think... Mike Conley called himself out on that and said, if you yeah. start finding me 100 bucks for every box out I don't get. And lo and behold, I think over the last week, we have rebounded better. That, that game against the 76ers kind of highlights it. Yeah, They yeah. are the number one offensive and rebounding and defensive rebounding team mm-hmm. in the league. And we out-rebounded them. I think we were plus eight on yeah. the night. Listen. Which was outstanding. I it think, was what won yeah. us the game. It was awesome. So that's that's the negative stats. Here's a positive. Jazz are second in defensive rating, only behind the Lakers. Do we actually believe the Lakers are real? We will never believe that the Ra- Lakers are real, no matter how many superstars they have. No matter I don't who think they have, the Lakers are not the number one defensive team in the league. We are will you ne- kidding me? <laughs> They're not even close. Like that's got to be. I mean, they've, they, who have they played? Cupcake I, after cupcake. I think so. I think they lo- they lost to the Raptors on Sunday. Yeah. That, that was a that was a big loss. Uh, but my point is, the preseason, everyone was saying, "Hey, this Jazz team, you know, we might suck on defense. We're missing favors." Blah blah. blah. Ru- Conley's not as good of a defender as Rubio. Guess what? Rudy Gobert makes your team a top five defensive team at least. That is why he's won Defensive Player of the Year back-to-back. That is why he's going to win it this year, okay? It almost doesn't matter the defensive talent you have around him. You're going to succeed. But we do have defensive talent around him, okay? Well, not to mention, like, we have defensive talent all over the freaking floor. Like, Donovan has taken his – you paid attention to anything that he said during his FIBA run this year. I have to be an elite defender. I have to be an elite defender. Mike Conley, over the course of his career – has been an elite defender. Um, you Boy. look at Royce O'Neal. His specialty is shutting down wings. Yeah. And we've even seen defensive ability from Boyan. Boyan is like the sneaky defender where he's not necessarily quick, He but he tries. He moves his feet. That's all you That's need. That's all you need. You need guys that are okay. going to show up there and try and give yeah. effort. Exactly. And, you know, that happens. I, I, The defense is literally the last thing in the world I'm worried about yeah. with this team. It's great. I love it. I have one last question for you. Let's get us out of here on this one. How how close are the Utah Jazz to a championship this year? So I listen to David Locke. Um, I don't. Sometimes we do a segment called What Does David Locke Mean? Yeah. Where we interpret what David Locke is meaning. Or just not even understanding. Sometimes, or sometimes I don't know what's we're, going we're on. not going to know what he means because sometimes yeah. you don't 
you don't know. Yeah. Um, he said something interesting today around that, and it was he was trying to get together with his friends from high school, and they're like, "Well, what about June 1st? And he was like, "You know, I think I'm going to be open on June first, but what if I'm not? Mm, I like what it. What if I'm not? I'm like and it. And I'm kind of looking at this, and this is kind of the thought that I picked up on on the first ten games of the year. There is not a single team in the league, and it's been a very long time since Jazz fans have been able to say this. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of anyone. Yeah, I'm not scared of a single team in the East. I'm. Uh-huh. I get like a little bit nervous about the Clippers, but yeah, I'd Paul love George to see a seven-game series on that, especially uh-huh. with the room like you've just highlighted. The room that we have to grow, the things that we still have to improve on. Yeah. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm a fan. You can call me biased. Leave it in the comments. We see it all the time. It's. <laughs> I'm a Jazz fan, but here's the thing. I am not scared of a single team in the West either. And in a seven-game series, the Clippers are Who the knows? only one that I think we're not favored to win. All right. I, I, I am like, I'm kind of like, this is our chance before the Warriors get good and end up with a top ten pick. That would kill me. Oh, before the Lakers can recruit more guys. Before... Yeah. The Clippers can recruit more guys. I look at this team, and everyone's like, but what about Denver? What about Portland? What about all these guys? I'm not scared of you. <laughs> I'm just not. I look at this team, and I'm like, okay, you get Conley going, which by the playoffs, he will be. Mm-hmm. You get Donovan, who's Donovan. You get Bojan, who's Bojan. And you get Ruby, or not Rubio, Rudy, who's Rudy. Have the fun. Jazz are the Jazz. Have fun guarding that, and have fun playing against it on offense. Like it when they're on offense, it's. It, I'm not scared. Like I honestly. I I expect them to win every single series. The only one I'm like I don't know if I'd put money on this is the Clippers. Yeah, and I think we'll I, I still think we have a fighting shot at beating them. Yeah. Uh, like you said, like this is the first year where it's like we could be the. One. I think we're going to be the one seed, be- just because we value the regular season. We're good. We're always a good regular season team. We're not resting guys on maintenance or whatever that's called. The thing that might suck about that is we're going to be tired during the playoffs. Yeah, <laughs> and Kawhi is just going to be nice and fresh, fresh and yeah, ready and to whatever. slit our Karma. throats. Karma, it'll it'll come around. We need the basketball gods to help us here. Yeah. But I, I I firmly believe that we are in a position that we have not been in since the 96, yeah. 97, 98 right. years. And here we go. I mean, yeah. let's let's buckle up for it, as Bowler right. says. Buckle up. Take note. Go Jazz. Jazz game starts let's go in get 20 a minutes. Let's go get a win tonight. Let's try to sneak this in before we watch it to get our preview. If Somehow if you can, honestly. We'll see. Listen, Bad timing on our end. We'll get better at that. If Tuesday's you, kind of a safe night to broadcast, though. Yeah. So that's why we did it. Sticking to the schedule. If you like this show, like like and subscribe. Subscribe. We're going to get it on Apple Podcasts pretty soon. If you want to hear audio, if you don't like We're looking at, at us. We're at the 50-minute mark again. Dang it. Hey, sorry. We we, we love have the jazz. To say. We so love the jazz we too apologize. much. We're sorry. Go jazz. <laughs>